0: I'll start with a reminder for all of the fellas who are here, and that is that Valentine's Day is just about two weeks away. Although if you weren't paying attention this year, it also happens to fall on the same day as Ash Wednesday. So I saw a post online. that was suggesting what churches should do so as to not dampen the mood is that they should give out ashes in the shape of hearts. If you'd like to know whether or not we are going to do that here, you can come find out. (laughs) There's one thing though, I would like to bring to your attention uh, as we get ready for Lent, which which is so close. And if you're looking for something extra to do for Lent, I have just the thing that I strongly want to encourage you to participate in. Now in its fourth season, Jumpstart starts this Tuesday. And again, if you're looking for something extra, this is just the thing because Jumpstart strengthens faith and it fosters community in an encouraging environment. One participant said it is like faith formation for adults. So far, over 120 folks have experienced Jumpstart and our goal is for every adult in our community to have this experience. This season is uh, something new we're trying. We're going to have two sessions running. We'll have a morning session which will begin at 9:30 on Tuesday as well as an evening session which starts at 6:30 on Tuesday. And both of the sessions will include food. So we'd love We'd love, love, love to have our adults join us if you've not joined us already. And you can let us know which session you'll be coming to after Mass, either by seeing Maureen or Diane or someone in the back of the church. We're now in the second week of our message series called Honey in the Rock. And this phrase comes from a song that we'll sing at the end of Mass, which says, there's honey in the rock water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got. There's honey in the rock. This image comes from Psalm 81, and it's a reminder that God is always going to provide for us, his people. We are meant to rely on God because God's provision will never fail us. The Bible tells us the story of God's plan to save us from sin and to bring us to eternal life and the the unfolding of this plan is called Salvation History and throughout Salvation History, that is from the beginning of creation through the redemption, God intervenes to provide for his people and God still intervenes today. But there's an important stage in salvation history when God raised up a man called Moses. And it was through Moses that God led the chosen people out of slavery into Egypt, and then through Moses that God gave us the law and the Ten Commandments, I think sometimes when we hear the words law or commandments, they get a bad rap because we think of things that are imposed upon us from outside or things maybe that want to make us do things that we don't want to do or rules that keep us from doing things that we want to do. But I want to be very clear, that's not how God's law works because through God's law, he provides for us. Because God's law are like the guardrails that keep us on track. God's laws are protectors, protectors that make it so we can flourish in the midst of everything in our lives. God's law is not meant to be burdensome. Rather, God's law is meant to be more akin to the laws of health and nutrition, because if we follow them, we should be both happier and better for it. In the first reading, we heard Moses speak to the people. And among other things, Moses gave this prophetic forecast. He said, a prophet like me, will the Lord your God raise up for you. Now, throughout the Old Testament, God raised up different prophets to give his word to his people, but also to call them back when they went astray. And I think on a a certain level, This also refers to all of the people that God puts into our life at different seasons to help us with specific needs. These are the type of people that help us and then we say to them, you are a godsend. But I think this also refers to the inspirations that God places on our hearts. Because sometimes when a thought pops into our head to do something, and we don't know where it came from, it wasn't just something that we came up with on our own, but rather it was something that God gave to us so that we could then become part of the provision that He's made to help others. Like for instance, have you ever had that experience where you just know you have to call somebody or reach out to somebody or just help somebody with something and then you do it and for them it was like the biggest thing they could have needed. When we carry out the inspirations that God gives us, we share in this prophecy that was handed on for others. And when we carry out these inspirations, when you carry out these inspirations, you become a big part of the way that God provides for others. I remember one time there was somebody in the community and it just kind of got placed on my heart and I knew I had to invite them to Mass. But you know something, I didn't want to do it. Well, I really wanted to do it. I was just kind of, I was a little embarrassed. I thought maybe they'd say no, or I thought maybe you know they, they'd be, it was out of my comfort zone. I feared the rejection, you could say, but it kept nagging at me. So I finally kind of like tepidly, I probably shouldn't be in sales, I kind of tepidly made the ask, And you know something, to my surprise, the person said yes. And then later I found out he was going through some difficulties in his life, and that he was just hoping that he'd be invited. On the highest level though, Moses is not talking about us, but he's talking about the promised Messiah. When he says, a prophet like me, In today's Gospel, Jesus proves himself to be this promised prophet and Messiah. We are reading from the beginning of St. Mark's Gospel and we're right at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. He has called his first disciples to himself and now on the Sabbath he enters a synagogue and like a rabbi, he teaches. And while Jesus' words that day were not recorded for us to hear, their effect was. This is what it said. The people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as his scribes. I'm sure as the people listened to Jesus that day, they hung on his every word. I'm sure that they knew the truth of his teaching the moment the words hit their ears and I'm sure that Jesus' teaching captured both their minds and their hearts. God provides through us, for us through the truth that Jesus teaches. And the truth that Jesus teaches is both the perfection and the completion of the old law which came to us through Moses. But the truths that Jesus teaches us are not truths that are true outside of ourselves, like two plus two, equals four. No, the truths that Jesus teaches are truths that are meant to possess us and direct our lives. They are the truths that make us free. But in the gospel, there was a man who was not free. He was possessed by an unclean spirit. We don't know how or why this came about But we do know what happened next. Jesus rebuked him and said, quiet, come out of him. The man was freed and the people were amazed. Jesus' teaching frees us from our captivity to evil. And the evil that we do is called sin. Sin always leads to a darkening of our intellects and a weakening of the will. That's why the second sin we do is always easier than the first. And every sin pulls us down in one way or another. But we're not condemned to simply fall into a continuously downward spiral. We're not condemned because God, Jesus always provides for our needs. Though we should note, he doesn't always provide for us in the way we expect. For instance, the people thought that the Messiah was going to save them by defeating the Roman Empire. But instead, in today's Gospel, Jesus showed himself to be the Messiah who saves the people by casting out an evil spirit. God doesn't usually give us human solutions to spiritual problems. God gives us divine solutions. So no matter the problems we face, no matter the messes that we might get ourselves into, we can always rely on God's provision because God's provision is always going to take care of our needs.